It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody, welcome back to Talk Skills Podcast. My name is Simo. Today I'm joined by Paul. Say hello, Paul. Hi Simo, how's it going? Not too bad, mate. And we're all joined by Billy. Say hello, Billy. Hello, mate. How are you? Very well, mate. Uh, before we get started, lads, I just want to put a little bit of a, an advert for the, the shirts are still on sale. The, the, the shirts we did in association with Cam. Uh, they're really cool. I can go have a look on our, on our website or the um or the Twitter and any socials you like. Uh, you can see it. It's, it's a six shirt. You can get one for twenty seven ninety nine. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see that's the price. Uh, and uh, they look really cool. It's an embroidered badge and stuff like that. So it's a real deal. Uh, and all the profits, hundred percent of the profits, hundred percent. Any money we get for this goes to um, Cam the charity, which is a, 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 an essential organisation. You can see it. if you're watching us, you can see their number and their, and their logo. Uh, on the screen um, but that's going to do it for that boys I just want to get straight into the football and get this wrapped up nice and quick because we got a bit of a bit of a screamer's derby we've got Liverpool Arsenal tonight and uh, there's a lot there's a lot leading into this game a lot of um, delay obviously there was a delay and a lot of back and forth between Liverpool and Arsenal fans um, so we'll we'll have a wee look at that earlier um, but I want to look over to the to the Premier League um, did any manage to catch the Leicester Spurs game last night I did, yeah. And you... Just the last two minutes as it happened. <laughs> really? That's all you need. No, no, no. <laughs> so I, I was watching and it got to like 88 minutes and I was like, right, okay, this, this would be right. I'll just, I don't know why, I just like, I'll turn over to Man United game and, and have a wee look at that because I knew I was going to talk about both. And I had, well, pff, I had no idea that Berwin was going to come on and fucking bag two. <laughs> An extra time within like fucking eighty seconds of each other. I mean, it's it's crazy. And apparently, so, like right before he did it, so you had a, a right screaming yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sionchu's involved in both the goals. Absolute <laughs> mayor. I mean, well, give me give me your thoughts, thoughts, Paul, on it, on it, and the on the finish. <sighs> yeah, geez, unreal. Um, I think what I'm going to say is that it just typifies Leicester really this season kind of conceding goals for fun and really just uh, throwing points away when it looks like they're in control. Um, while for Spurs, it could be 
the result that has them start believing that they could kind of push for um push for Champions League not this season but next season um and that's I guess that's what the the fans really want they just want some belief um yeah. something to believe in um and Conte like they've obviously had some poor results with him in charge but they've had some great results as well so I think like more than just the three points I think it'll give the like fans some belief and just get them behind the team even more more than they have been like in the past few years anyway so yeah unbelievable finish like just I think uh that I don't know who tweeted it but it was like did you see this Spurs Twitter account and they just like typed in a load of letters and then (laughs) just tweeted like you've just got one point and then obviously they got three points in the end so yeah just a mental (laughs) mental game mental finish it's um it keeps uh Conti's good good form going. He's obviously started quite well um with Spurs, but uh, he, he's made it very clear in the press that he's he's working with slightly limited resources, as he's put it. Um <laughs> and Berwin kind of looked as if he was gonna be one on the way out. Uh Spurs had just rejected a, a bid for fifteen million for Ajax just before the game, I think. And um yeah, they they wanted more for the player, but the way Conte was talking after the press conference. It made it quite clear that he actually doesn't want him to go. Do you think that? Do you think he's just leaning into this, Billy? That he was in his head, he was gone, and then he's seen that, and he's like, "Oh no, I can't, I can't go into the press conference. Well, I don't, get, don't get too used to him. You know, he'll be gone next week." <laughs> Stands every chance. Um, but yeah, that that whole game is just it was just so Spursy until the last eighty seconds. So they were dominating Leicester, and then, like you say, Bergwijn just comes up with the goods. Um, in terms of him leaving, I think fifteen million was a bit of an insult. I think he's worth considering. He's had what two years now in the Prem, something like that. He's worth a he's worth a lot more than fifteen million. Um, I'm not going to get into my evaluations of players. We've been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, we've had that argument before. <laughs> so we, we won't get into that. But yeah, he's worth a lot more than 15 million. Spurs rightly rejected it. And I'm sure after that, they'll be asking for a lot, lot more. <laughs> or even if he, if he even goes in the end. Because yeah. um, he's not actually played a whole lot under Conte. And, and when he has, he's maybe not had the best of time in the pitch. Um on the subjects of signings, and I feel like we should come straight on it because I don't think we've had a chance to collectively like talk about. It. We haven't actually. Um, Philip Coutinho, if you're watching, as you can see, just behind, just over Billy's left soldier, uh, shoulder, <laughs> you can see um, a, a, a nice wee photograph of, of Philip Coutinho. Uh, he he had not a bad start to his Villa career. It wasn't bad, was it? <laughs> uh, yeah, risking a point when it, when all it's all it's, it looks as if mm. the game's over, really. Um, yeah. Against Man United, he comes on and I think you know obviously scores and creates the goal. Um, to, to you know, it's but he didn't ever stop being a, a class player. I think it's just you go to a big club, a big transfer fee. It's kind of yeah, imme- under immense pressure and things aren't going too well at Barcelona. So there's the added pressure of that, you know. And it's yeah, I mean, but he's he seems to be he seems to have found a home or at least a mm. temporary home. Until he uh, until he puts his transfer value back up. What, what are your thoughts on the signing? It's it's a fantastic signing, a fantastic statement signing for us. Um, I think Stephen, I can't remember whether it was Stephen Gerrard or just something that was said about Coutinho in the press, said that he was a fairly shy individual anyway. So having that expectancy at Barcelona, hundred and forty odd million, 
it once you hear that that he's fairly shy, you never really think it's gonna particularly work out for him. Um, but yeah, what a, a you can't really say a dream debut because a dream debut would have been to 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 eventually to win, win the game. game, of course, yeah. But to come on originally expecting to come on at one nil, Sanson making a, a howler of a mistake, it being two nil, it just looks like a massive mountain to climb from there because United particularly in the first half, were all over us, really. Um, we just gave them way too much respect and it just seemed like it was going to be one of the, another one of them days where the ball just doesn't go in the back of the net for you. Um, but yeah, Coutinho coming on completely changed the game. And along with Buendia as well, that partnership's just going to go from strength to strength. You know, we've said, I've said several times on here that Buendia's been a, very underwhelming so far this season. However, Every game that passes by, it just seems like we're saying, oh, that was his best game in a Villa shirt. That was his best game in a Villa shirt kind of thing. And it's the cogs are really, really turning. You can see that he's just a fantastic player. And I think working alongside Coutinho will just do him and Villa wonders. And then you've got the the um, academy graduate, Jacob Ramsey, getting the goal as well. His first goal at Villa Park to... Get that to start the comeback, and then it was written in the stars from there, wasn't it? Coutinho to to get the equaliser. Just a shame we couldn't go on to get the winner, but I'll take a point from two 0 down. <laughs> yeah, um, Gerard played a a system in Scotland. It was like a four three three, but the um, rather than having two sort of winger types and inside forwards, they had to kind of sit behind mm. the um, the striker and go quite narrow. And it's kind of like having two number tens. It was quite. It's, you kind of. It got a lot of joy out of that and, and European competitions as well because a lot of teams that weren't um, weren't set up to to really deal with the penetrating runs of those uh, those sort of like players behind the, the striker. Mm. I think if you put a, you put a Buendia and a, and a Philip Coutinho behind an Ollie Watkins and a Danny Ings and you've got goals there, yeah. you, you've got oh, creativity yeah. there. You've got you've got a lot of passing ability in that as well. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's obviously he's, he's had a, a a tremendous start to to his to his Villa career. I was I was obviously I knew I'd be watching Gerard for quite a wee while, and I knew he was looking out to be a, a quality coach. A lot of these when they a lot of, sometimes you, you get a manager gets a job on his name, and Stephen Gerrard's absolutely he's he's no different. He's he got he got an Rangers job because he's he's Stephen Gerrard. That that was a bit mm-hmm. it. But you get you some types of a similar um, way. They either kind of sink or swim. I think kind of last about a year or so, whereas he's already had sort of three years proven in management, climbed a mountain in Scotland, um, obviously dethroning Celtic, and then yeah, I mean, I think he's he's, I think he needed that three years in Scotland. I think he needed a challenge to win mm-hmm. it as well, and now he kind of looks with a clear philosophy as well. But I don't like his brand new cat and the manager comes in and they just keep changing the system, you know? Yeah, uh, try find something that works. But he's uh, very very. Um, very committed to the intensity that he wants to play. Um, mm. A player that he's looked to replace, actually, and I wanted to come back to you on this, but I'm going to go to Paul um, and get and get a, a wee answer to the Philip Coutinho question. But I want to come back on and look at Dinia because me and you have had it out about Matt Target. I thought he was, I thought he was good enough, but obviously you and Gerard <laughs> are both in agreement <laughs> that, he's, that he's not. Uh, but I'm going to come to you, Paul. Philip Coutinho. Um, was it weird for you to see him a Villa shot? I thought it was. I thought it was quite bizarre. You know, and I asked him, like, if you'd asked me when when Philip Coutinho left Liverpool, that and I don't know when did he leave? Us like three years ago. And three years later, he would um he would be an Aston Villa. Yeah. Shot. I probably <laughs> wouldn't believe wouldn't believe you. 
Yeah, I guess the only reason the whole thing makes sense is because Jared's there. Otherwise, you're just like, why would he go to Villa? Like Murmurs could... of Luis Suarez joining him there. Can you imagine? Oh, he just got like a, a team. <laughs> Getting the, the band God, back together. Yeah, getting the band back together. And Daniel Sturridge. Get Adam Lana from Brighton. You know, get all that together. Get Nathaniel Klein from Crystal Palace. Sig Mignolet, like oh. wherever he is. <laughs> you know, wherever he ended up, I can end up in Belgium or something. Sacco too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, big Sacco. Uh, yeah, the thing with the Coutinho thing and him, like Billy mentioned that, yeah, someone said he was shy lad or whatever. Like he mightn't have, he mightn't have enjoyed it over in Barcelona. Especially, it was a new role playing like with Liverpool. He was the go-to man, and then he yeah. was obviously playing second fiddle to Messi and Suarez, and would probably have to provide them with the chances rather than feel like he'd ha- he could do something by himself. Yeah, so yeah, maybe he'll... on a wing as well. They wanted him yeah, on a he... wing, running up and down, and, mm-hmm. and being a winger. Yeah, um, he so he he's could not really this... physical enough to do it. No, no, not he at all. Off and, the ball, you know. Yeah, but like. Yeah, he could fit this. Like, he's obviously going to be the go-to player when he's playing, and it could fit. Like, the Villa players there are used to having someone to like Grealish to just pass the ball to, and he could point. just like yeah, they're he could to, just fit like just mentally. Playing me a talisman player, aren't they? You know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, a player that so has like, a bit more free reign. Yeah, and it's going to lift fun. them, and they're yeah. I think it will definitely help the Villa players because they're yeah, it's what they're used to, and it's only six months later. So to have someone like that that they can kind of rely on um, will definitely definitely be good for them um yeah i was kind of like if he's any good why is he going to villa but he started well and he like he he kind of looked like it was like three years ago right he just mm. got the ball on the mm. left went straight up the defense and yeah the first goal was all him but yeah a bit of luck but like it all started so from him just yeah exactly you and, never you, you never really see a sideways or a bible's pass for, for continuing that was that was his role at liverpool um yeah I think Adam came out with a, a, a super weird start. I think it was like when, when Bobby Firmino, Mo Salah, Manny and Coutinho were on the pitch, I think we were averaging at the very least two or three goals, or three goals a game or something, which is insane. Um, yeah. is like, I think it was like a goal every 27 minutes or something, something like, like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was he's, crazy. <laughs> he's, he's that kind of talismanic player, you know. Um, the, the only difficulty with, with Coutinho is when he was on the way out of Liverpool, he did become difficult around the around the squad um mm-hmm. like he wanted to force a move in january and and Klopp wanted to keep him to the summer but you know i was making a right stink about it didn't want to come up to training and stuff like that but you know he's a bit he's a bit older and wiser now um but you know if, if, <laughs> I, th- I don't think he's going to do that Steve Gerrard. <laughs> he's not he's not going to give him like Klopp hug or anything like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's such a dour individual isn't he Gerard? in his interviews you just like crack one smile and he's just like so deadpan <laughs> so serious <laughs> he only has one gear man and it's like yeah just forward into it just <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah he's he's not changed much since he's been a player he's uh, very much <laughs> yeah. the same guy just <laughs> um a little bit older uh so I wanted to go back and have a shout at you, Billy, because uh, I thought Matty Target actually had an upturning form under Gerard, and he did. If you look at the numbers and stuff like that, he got a few assists, and I don't know if he got on the score sheet, but he, was, he, he had a couple of decent performances. But you were adamant he wasn't good enough, and you must have been right, because Gerard's went out and got uh, a Luca Digne, and Luca Digne will play the, the bulk of games, you'd imagine. Um, he's straight into the lineup. He's, you know, no messing about with that. Are you, is that a signing you were happy with, Billy? 
yes, I was very happy with it. I had a few. Um, I was I was a little bit nervous. I think I mentioned it before about his defensive capabilities, and I think we saw that with with that one challenge in particular against Man United, when he just kind of slid in mm-hmm. without any real reason to, and um, picked picked himself up a yellow card as well. So there is that there in Luca Dean. However, going forward, it's it's just such a big difference. You know, he's crossing the ball from corners, crosses in general, just so much better with Luca Dean than they are Matt Target. And I think he's a bit quicker as well, which is something yeah, that's is. that's they so so important uh, as well nowadays. And um, yeah, I think I, I do agree with you, Luke. Um, Luca Dean, Matt Target had had a, an upturn in form since Gerard came in. However, there was still room for improvement in that left back position and getting someone as good as Luca Dean for the price that we got him as well, about 20, 25 million pounds with the wealth of Premier League experience he's got. It was a no-brainer and what a fantastic signing he's already been for. It's just one game in. You can, you can already see that the quality is there, you know. He's been in the Premier League for years. I don't think there's any doubt about the kind of player mm. he's going to be. We've seen we've seen him play in a multitude of systems as well. You know, whether it be like um, and and part of a back three or or whatever else, and the four four two or the four three three that he played under Ancelotti. You know, so it's it's obviously if a player like that comes available, you know, I'm surprised that the Villa would want to get him because apparently Chelsea were interested as well. But I think he. I don't think he liked the prospect of Ben Chilwell coming back, a player that they invested mm-hmm. quite a lot of money in Ben Chilwell, you know, um, and I don't think he, he's seen maybe a long-term stay in the squad. Um, so, yeah, I think if he can, I think everybody can see Villa spend a lot of money. They're a clearly an ambitious side that want to go back into Europe. I think it's a good move for Dina. I don't think anybody anybody would say otherwise. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's a clear upgrade and poor Marty Target. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a bit of, but it was actually a good bit of business done by Villa when, he, when Villa just came up to the Premier League I think he, he, they got up for Southampton mm. um, when he actually had to be a bit of decent form at Southampton so I wonder if he would end up at like a I think he would end up like a Norwich or something yeah <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me to be honest yeah, with you yeah Do you know I mean? if I'm being honest with you I think we'll see him gone in the summer I think a player that Villa have been targeting for quite a while now is that Aaron Hickey I think he was at I think he was at Hearts before. He was at Hearts. Um, he's over in Italy now. Like, yeah, he's uh, at Bologna. Yeah, yeah, um, and he seems to be our ultimate long term left back aim. So you all know, right back. Got, all right back, yeah, yeah. Um, very versatile player. I think isn't he? He's um, incredibly two footed, as in like he doesn't have a. He's uh, as a lot of the top players, mm. you, you, you sometimes don't even know what what foot. Is that as I prefer to it? He's very much in that vein, and apparently, well, I've seen him before in the flesh, and he can play both left back and right back pretty much as good. I think he favours the left side, mm. um, but he's very two footed, very versatile. He could, he could, he could be a winger. He's got to build a winger, but he's quite, quite tall as well. I think, and mm. um, nah, he's, he's, he's a, he's a great prospect. There's no surprise that he didn't actually continue his development in Scotland. It's what he's wanted, obviously, over in Italy. Mm. Um, I think a move to Villa for him would be, um, yeah. Look, yeah, look th- in front of him, we can stand in it right back as well. I think, yeah, yeah, I think that cat, that's, you know? I think that's the long term aim for Villa, if you like, mm. um, to get someone like him. 
in as that young up and coming left back, right back, versatile player kind of thing. So yeah. hope hopefully anyway. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we were to see Matt Target go in the summer. Mm. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Paul, what come to you? An extremely, extremely quiet window for Liverpool. Is it is it frustrating? Is it what you expected or where are you at? The transfer window. I yeah, it's what you expect actually. You just never I don't know, actually, don't, I'm not too worried about... I never worried with Klopp in charge, really, about transfers. Yeah. He never, or they never, I guess, as a committee or whatever. They don't. They never seem to rush into it. They always seem to pick their targets and go for them quite quietly as well. Like, I remember the Fabinho transfer, especially. That just mm, came just out when he was signed. Yeah. So that, I always kind of have that in my mind, that it could be it could be happening. We just don't know about it. Um, but yeah, like, one of Klopp's strengths is keeping the squad happy. So if you have... A happy squad that doesn't it needs some upgrades here and there but I think it's pretty solid at the moment um, I guess the only thing is Salah's contract which yeah I'm not too worried about either but you kind of want it sorted sooner rather than later um, I think with these big players you usually hear of other clubs wanting them like it's always in the news or whatever but it doesn't seem to be so it literally just seems to be an impasse in the contract negotiations whereby mm-hmm. they can't meet at whatever point they're going to meet but I think it will happen um yeah I, I don't know I don't really pay, place too much importance on transfers like when we have everyone fit with the best or the best top three starting 11 in the league so mm-hmm. and then it's very hard to like I think buying a forward is nearly impossible because who wants to play who wants to like sit on the bench basically behind Salah and Mane yeah, and, and if, you, if you want to buy someone better as well, yeah, just, just kind of keeping Bobby Firmino out at a certain time. I mean, you know, any any forward we get is going to come in as the fifth man, isn't they? Um, exactly. And on a front three system, we 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 occasionally go to that sort of four two three one on on occasion, but it's predominantly a four three three. Yeah, I I had this out in the in the Total Liverpool podcast, which is a, a production by Total Skimmers. Go check it out if you've not already. But I, I'm very much in. Very much on your side, Paul, whereas I'm not massively concerned about the lack of transfer activity. Um, I can see why from the outside. I mean, we live in a, we live in a world of like FIFA signings, don't we? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, an interesting rule, actually, I wanted to, I wanted to bring us up, lads. That, uh, apparently from in the next few years, I'm sure it's, it's passed now, that, that there's going to be a law where you can only have six players out on loan at a time over the age of 21 at your football club. Which is obviously interesting. Chelsea was a, a club that came immediately to mind for me, and by my count, they have at the very least thirteen players over twenty-one out on loan just now, and they are a bit of a club that I think they have in total about twenty-five players out on loan. <laughs> which is, uh, I, I saw, I saw Man City are at the top with twenty-nine players out on yeah, loan. I, I don't, City must have. I yeah. don't know if that's just over twenty-ones or altogether. To be honest, but yeah. Um, I thought of Chelsea because I always think of like sort of almost the ready-made player at Chelsea kind of mm. going out on loan, you know? Like, I'm looking at like drink waters out on loan. I'm like, how does this man still play for Chelsea? <laughs> you know? I'm like, Bat and I was like, what, is he not gone? No way. Is he, is, yeah, you know, he's still <laughs> oh a Chelsea player on paper, you know? Wow. And you got Conor Gallagher, <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, how can you not fit a player like that into your squad somewhere? Billy Gilmer, also mm. a fantastic prospect. I don't think he's over 21 just yet. I think he turns 21 this year, Billy Gilmer. You got Armando Broja, looks fantastic at Southampton. Yeah, definitely he looks, looks a pros- 
a prospect, and which is quite weird because he kind of looks like a Robbo Lukaku type player. And again, it you wonder why you why you went and spent uh, obviously like Lukaku's a proven deal, but if you've got a similar player in the shape of it, the Chelsea mm. are totally guilt ridden of this when they have great players and kind of let them slip through their fingers. You know, the, the Livermento is another one. I don't know if I, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if they've. He's, if, he's is an he actual, on loan or is a, he? No, he's a Southampton player. Yeah, I thought, he's a Southampton I thought it was. Yeah. Now, and he's obviously he's a looks a fantastic prospect. So I don't know how they kind of let these great players kind of slip through their fingers. Mm. Um, and it's sort of like in the world of living, you probably see a De Bruyne and Mo Salah, and I think it's they let those players go for buttons. Um, which is it's crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll be an interest. I don't think it affects uh, from a Liverpool point of view. I don't think it affects us too much. Um, we we tend to to sell just about that age. That twenty one age is just generally maybe mm. or maybe even a, a twenty one twenty two. We kind of let like uh, in recent times you'd have seen a Dom Solanke or a Harry Wilson. We kind of cash in a Ryan Kent. We kind of cash in enough players round about that age. But you know, a Chelsea City they kind of hold on for a wee bit longer. You know, and maybe. Yeah, that's that's going to be uh, a thing in the past. I think we might. I don't. I don't mind this rule. I like your thoughts. I think it will cause just a wee bit more movement in the market and a, and a lot less hoarding of players. Yeah, I think it's for ball. the best. Yeah. yeah, I I don't see any issue with it. Like, I guess with your examples there of Drinkwater and Batshuayi, I presume the reasons they haven't moved on is because they're very happy with their wages at Chelsea mm. and and teams can't afford their wages so they obviously split the wages or whatever in some certain way so it will actually probably harm the players more than anyone else Mm. I guess and clubs like Chelsea and City will go into transfers knowing okay this guy's 19 now or 20 but if he's in two years we're gonna have to get rid of him if he's not worth it like Mm -hmm. whereas at the moment they can just loan out players because they have a shit ton of money um (laughs) so uh yeah I think I think they'll just be clever in their what who they'll buy at the moment. It's just it's nearly unfair, I'm sure, for smaller clubs. They just get their young players taken because City and Chelsea know that they can just keep the players until they know whether they're good enough or not. Yeah. So I think that will it will cut that out. I think really, um, and you'll have less hoarding of young younger I mean, players from the start. The, look at these players that are on the Chelsea books. We've got Baba Ramen. Remember Baba Ramen? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's still a Chelsea player. He's a, he's out and loan at Reading. Uh, you got Bakayoko. Is it his one? Jesus. You know what is he? What? Just sell him. Sell him. <laughs> you know? yeah, it, it's mad. Uh, you got um, yeah, Batshu, Broha, uh, Conor Gallagher. I don't know how you can't fit a player like Conor Gallagher in, in your side. Honestly, they were screaming out for a player like Conor Gallagher a couple few weeks months you plan ago you him like next to a canty or next to yeah. like a Jorginho he'll do all the running for, for Jorginho <laughs> or, or uh, you know you mm. put him and canty on the side and you got a midfield that's like pretty much going to outrun and out tackle yeah. any midfield on a planet you know it's yeah blows my mind blows my mind interesting <laughs> bad, bad rabbit, don't you? <laughs> why <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've just like seen the like, it's like it's like, it would the equivalent would be like if I opened up a Liverpool's website and seen that like Nathaniel Klein was still on paper a Liverpool player like why <laughs> Ragnar Clavin you know yeah yeah Lovren Don't still a Martin, you know why you just get rid of them you know it makes no sense <laughs> uh, anyway anyway we should talk about some football that actually went on um, Newcastle and Watford draw 
Obviously, Trippier, not not enough to get them over the line. Did Chris Wood score? I didn't actually see this game. Like, no, it was score. St. Max. He... Ah, of course it was. It was just like the man they just rely on. I remember <laughs> last season when they just had him taped up to death. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was a broken man when he just taped him up like top to bottom. You get him out of the pitch, big Brucey boy, you need to get out of there. I'm going to lose my job if you don't. The game that stands out to me was the one against Burnley. I think he came on for the first time in God knows how long and just scored like two goals and won them the game oh, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Either, either Chris Wood will go down with Newcastle or Chris Wood will score the goal. I think Burnley and Newcastle are still to play each other. Chris Wood will I think it's the, the final game of the season. You yeah, know? that sends Burnley down or something like that. That will be the... Uh, that's written in the stars, that. Joe Linton in midfield. Have we talked about this yet on the Screamers podcast? How good is Joe Linton? He must have done. good footballer. <laughs> you know, he was a meme for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like three years of like, this guy cost 40 odd million, you know, and, and he's not even a footballer. He's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's it's crazy. But it's, even took the number it's, nine it's off. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how players can just switch positions like that and all of a sudden become a fantastic footballer again. Obviously, he was a good footballer over in Germany when he was scoring all of his goals and making him worth the 40 million price tag. Then he comes <laughs> comes over to the Premier League, scores three goals in three years and then turns into some kind of midfield extraordinaire. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's mad how it how it's gone for him, but I mean fair play to him. Yeah, he's turned into that kind of like Fellaini like midfielder who's just like super dominant <laughs> in the air, quite good at tackling, actually quite all right at passing and moving the ball and dribbling and stuff like that. See, as all the Bacon's a decent midfielder, I just think Bruce will be sat watching his telly at home like, ah, oh, fuck, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Would have kept my job. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> you know, um... You know, that's well done for Eddie Howe for just like, let's not put this man in front of goal that n- <laughs> never scores ever. You so, know, yeah, let's put him right think, back. <laughs> do you think Newcastle are going down? I don't think so, no. I think when, no. when the business is done, I think they're going to get this boy from Spain that they want, um, Diego Carlos, I think his name is. I've not seen a whole lot of him, but I've read about him and apparently he's, 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 he's held in quite, hard regard, quite high regard over in La Liga. Okay. Um, I think he All strengthens right. that. Um, they're wanting Jesse Lingard, have a link with Jesse Lingard. I think oh, if they yeah, get Jesse that. Lingard, that's a bit of a game changer for them. You know, mm. you plant him in front of a of a Joe Linton or a George O'Shelby, um, something like that. Um, they were obviously in for Lucadinia as well. Never got him, never seen the project, did he? Um, I mean, if he wanted game time, he'd, he'd start every game. He's <laughs> only got like, I'm looking at the starting lineup. He'd only have yeah, Paul Dummett ahead of him, which is there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Marty. I think Marty Target gets in that. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, yeah, <laughs> that's where Target's going in the summer. Then, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think, I think they, they would. I think on the final day we'll see some deals done. See when it's, see when it comes down to just like that, when it's just about the money, just about the price tag that you can put in the put in, to get anybody through the door. Because all you need is bodies. They just need players that haven't been beaten down for like five years mm. at Newcastle you know they just need players that are a wee bit hungry and getting paid well and uh, and that and I think I think be... I think they're going down you I think they're going down the, ta- the table here they're on 20 games played 12 points mm-hmm. Burnley have three less games and one less point mm-hmm. and Watford have played one less game and two more points mm-hmm. and Watford 
have a decent manager <laughs> and Newcastle <laughs> bought Chris Wood for 20 million. But Ra- just, who's it? Who's, who's it? What for the stand? Is it Ranieri? Ranieri. Ranieri yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he moves around so much that boys have to keep <laughs> yeah. tracking him. And I remember um, Fulham, I think, sacked him a few years ago just then it looked as if they were just about going to be safe, but they had a wee bit of a bad run and ended up going down. I hope Watford don't do the, do the same because they're not exactly a club known for backing their manager. When... Well, they, they did the same <laughs> yeah, with yeah, Nigel exactly. Pearson, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, Pearson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. They sacked him on my birthday, which kept Villa up pretty much. I'm convinced yeah. if, if they kept Nigel Pearson, then we would have been straight down to the championship. But yeah. they lost those last two games and we managed to somehow find some kind of form and stay not, up on the last day. Did they not sack him on a win? I remember I watched his post-match. And it was yeah, just I think a they did, yeah. Po- yeah, I think, it, I think he might have found out before the... Because uh, mm. oh, yeah. it was a proper... Yeah, yeah that's right. That's- there's yeah. a proper strange post-match from him. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think... I'm looking at the table right now. It would be funny if Everton went down. Yeah, <laughs> what they want. Yeah. I mean... Duncan <laughs> Ferguson and Leighton Baines to send them down. <laughs> Give it Leighton Baines. <laughs> Give it a big dunk and Leighton Baines. You could go to Newcastle. You do a job at Newcastle. Tell you what, Lane Burns, you still got a, you still got a season yeah, and a half yeah. in him, you know. Still yeah. one of a left foot. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly, it's tight at the bottom line. Like, but I just feel like it's definitely Eddie Howe is one a of good the, manager as well. You know, yeah, it's definitely going to be one of one of the four to stay up, isn't it? The yeah, three yeah. of them are going down. Above that, they're staying in the league. It's going to be. I think it'll be. It'll be Burnley, Norwich, and Wunner, I think. Mm. Um, you kind of look there and what Saying Sean Dyche's time's up. If I was Everton, I'd be getting Sean Dyche. 100%. People laughed when I said that, but like, why would you not? That's a good they shout. Got, yeah. yeah. They got all the players that suit, suits a Sean Dyche system, you know? They got like a couple of big men up top, yeah. you know? Like Ron Don, he's, he's Ashley Barnes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Calvert-Lewin he's Chris Wood you know it's all gonna it's all gonna fit in <laughs> Tom Davies the Ashley Westwood yeah 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 he's Ashley Westwood um, let's keep let's go let's go Damari Gray he's your um, Dwight McNeil <laughs> Nick Pipes the Jordan Pickford <laughs> Jordan Pickford's the Nick Pipes should I say oh uh, yeah you got it wrong way around yeah. um, Michael Keane he's a Tarkovsky <laughs> you know Ben Godfrey's you know I mean? the Ben me <laughs> <laughs> Ben God me <laughs> oh did it be what about Leeds what about Leeds they were in they were in relegation form for a wee bit but they seem to have picked mm-hmm. up a, a, crucial, a crucial few few points to kind of move up the table a wee touch but I always thought I always said that, that Leeds kind of play in a coin flip and I, and I I think back in sort of like maybe September time I was I was saying that when it when it comes to your sort of like cold Januarys and Decembers, Leeds kind of Leeds kind of like they, I think they play decent football at that time because everybody gets a bit tired and stuff like that. And mm. Bielsa doesn't really he only he only plays one system and that's like super intense. You got it. Leeds will make you run and, and all that, and they'll throw quite a lot on you. So the team's not up for it on a day. All they really need to do is catch a catch a team in their off day. And I think they're um what are they what are they now? What you said are like, yeah. But did you, who, who they just played? They just played West Ham. West Ham, yeah. Beat them three-two, I think, didn't they? Yeah, 
Yeah, is that two wins in the bounce for them? I think it might be. Uh, I think it might be. Yeah. Yes, it is. Jump. Yeah. Which is Burnley it? Burnley and West Ham three one and three two. Big points. Big points. Massive. Um, we've talked about the um, we've talked about the, the delegations, boys. I want to go into top four, okay? Because it's tight at the top mm. of the table. There's a lot of teams Very. that are on the up. Um. Who do you see in getting that, that that fourth spot? I think we could nail down, but I mean, if Chelsea can continue their form, I think they will pick it back up. And when Chelsea will pick it back up at some point. Once Reese James is back available, I think they'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be said they lost Reese James and Ben Chilwell. If mm. I'm quite honest with myself, would Liverpool be in the best form if we lost Trent Alexander Arnold and Andy Robertson? Probably not. You know, it's, uh, mm. I think because they, they spend so much, they obviously come under a, a lot and have a bit a better depth or a so called better depth than Liverpool. I'm not massively convinced by it, but they uh they they come under more pressure. Um but yeah, that we'll say we'll say that top three is gonna be City, Liverpool, Chelsea in whatever order. Um who's getting that fourth spot? Who's getting that last Champions League spot? David Moyes wants it clearly. He started the season sort of playing for it, um, but there's, mm-hmm. there's other teams catching him now. I think it's going to be Spurs. Paul? Yeah, from the table and the games in hand, obviously Spurs are in the best position, but ah, I couldn't even say. Uh, I'd say it's just a lucky pick. I'm going to go United. Like It was the same last season. Remember Liverpool were going for it and it was mm-hmm. just... One week you win and the other team win and then the next week you both lose and then the next week you win and they lose. Like the race are fourth. It's, the re- like it, it's very funny because the last position is for Champions League so everyone thinks these are Champions League quality teams which they're not. None of them are. Okay. No, so it's no, actually no. more like a mid-table battle really because the teams, mm. they can't put together any consistency. So mm. like it's very hard to tell who I don't think it will... It will just come down to whoever has a good run of form at the very end of the season. And yeah, fuck me. I don't know who, like Liverpool just picked picked results out of the bag last year. Like, it was crazy. It was sh- totally written yeah, off. I think they were, they were sat in like that. seventh yeah, exactly. or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, we just, just kind of st- stay in touch and then last five games, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, it so, was like the, the Allison header. There was like Nat, yeah, Phil- exactly. yeah, <laughs> Nat Phillips playing his heart out. It was, there was loads of factors to it. But if I was looking oh. at if, if I was looking at the teams, the only team with a proper Champions League quality squad is probably Man United. But they're not playing in a cohesive way. But I think if you individually those players are they, they're good enough to play in the Champions League. They have exactly, been good yeah. for, for a while, but it's. It's such a strange one with Man United, though, because individually, like you say, they've got such a good team on paper. Yeah. Uh, you argue the midfield all you like, really, with your Fred and your McTominay and your Matic. And that's obviously the place that they need to improve. Mm-hmm. But, you know, their defence is fairly decent. The Hay is playing the season of his life. They've obviously got good attackers. You've got Cristiano Ronaldo. Yet they just can't play together. It's like they've been dominated twice in a week by Villa. I mean, we are a team on the up. We are playing attacking football and we are playing good football, but we shouldn't be dominating Manchester United like we have been, really. It's it's a weird one. I mean, it's it's players seem to sink into a black hole when they go to Man United. Uh, I'll use Varane as a as mm. like Varane, who's had a. <laughs> Tremendous career, a tremendous <laughs> career. You know, part of that that the the Real Madrid sides is the, the go down in history. You know, 
and and he and he was outperformed by Phil Jones. <laughs> you know, not not too long ago, comfortably, cra- comfortably. yeah, comfortably. Like yeah. Phil Jones was clearly man of the match. Is is mental. <laughs> yeah. um, and then like you have like, a Donny Van de Beek, one of the highest rated prospects in Europe. <laughs> in Europe, you know, Ajax said we'll take forty or fifty billion pound for this player, and it was done within like a week. And you, mm. there was a line of clubs that wanted him. Goes into Man United, and you're like, oh god, what is this? Bloody Danny Drinkwater, you know, <laughs> Dutch Danny Danny Drinkwater, you know, it's 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 crazy, you know. And Jaden Sancho is is another obvious one. He's been a top prospect in Europe since he was eighteen years old. Seen him in the flesh, unbelievable play, unbelievable pace and dribbling ability, and 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 he just does not look even a shadow of the player that he, that he was before he went to Man United. So I don't understand what happens you know i don't know if they just tip up and they go to go to training and everybody just like relaxing getting massages and so on or something <laughs> no, they're not they're not working out or whatever and it's just like relax mate you made it you made it <laughs> 250 grand a week chill out you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah as long as we get europa it's fine <laughs> um i don't know what i think uh key like you always hear soon as keen neville all banging on about leaders but in the dressing room but i think like it's like when you're talking about the transfers coming in and they're like van der beek sancho varan they're supposed to be like class players but like when you come to the dressing room and no one's kind of telling you what to do or kind of even helping you in any way it's probably difficult mm-hmm. um because like Maguire, like i don't know who who is the like who do you reckon are the like four main leaders in that dressing room because klopp always goes on about van dyke uh henderson and James Milner, Andy yeah, Robertson, and yeah. Joel Batten. So you know, it's very you easy have to find out. You've lots of national mm. captains in the Liverpool. Yeah. Like almost like one to eleven. There's almost yeah, captains, exactly. you know. So like, but United, Manny's an ha- international captain. Mo Salah's his international captain. Naby Kate is an international captain. Obviously, Jordan Henderson is the real captain of England. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Andy Robertson, he's national team captain. These are all like leadership based players, and I think Jurgen Klopp mm. leans into that quite a lot. You know. But who's who's doing that yeah. at United? It's very hard. Not Hardy Maguire. He doesn't even look like a real person. No, he's a, exactly. a postman. He looks like a bank, <laughs> a bank colouring crystal <laughs> that's in the shape of Harry Maguire. <laughs> you know, that's just kind of like there's no facial, there's no mu- movement in no. the facial muscles. It's just the mouth going up and down. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we've got like a billion pound worth of players on the pitch, but we're shit, and uh, you know, we'll be better <laughs> next week. <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry to the fans. Yeah. Sorry I got arrested in Greece. Sorry I got... <laughs> Sorry to the fans. <laughs> you know? Sorry for the shit performance again. <laughs> it's crazy how Harry Maguire's the Man United captain and England captain, and he just isn't... He's the furthest thing from a captain. Is he an England captain, is he? Yeah, he's he's the England captain, isn't he? With, no, Harry um... Kane's England captain. I'm... You sure? Yeah, I, I thought it was yeah. Harry Maguire. Harry Kane. So you got you got Harry right. It's <laughs> 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 so one at the other end of the pitch. <laughs> I'm sure it's Harry Kane's England captain, and then Jordan Henderson's like doing all yeah. the work, and Harry's yeah, like Henderson. at the end of the team talk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah do that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sound like a big Jordan Henderson fanboy, which I am. Harry Kane. I do apologise. Yep. There you go. Right. Apologise. You need to do one of those uh, Lukaku videos. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it is just a lack of leadership. I mean, people were uh, Ronaldo got subbed off um, 
and he, and he threw a big tantrum and he sat in the stairs, didn't sit with the other players and all that. And you think, oh God, you're fucking, you're like, <laughs> you're Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it shows great leadership. And I was like, no. really? Throwing a tantrum at 36 yeah. years old is great leadership. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, did 10, is- I did 10 years in the military, mate. Like, if I, if my, like if whoever was in a leadership position stormed away and sat in the stairs and went in a huff I wouldn't be totally inspired <laughs> I would be a bit like oh is this is this the, the calibre of this character <laughs> you know yeah is this, is this the making of this man you know yeah. things the thing, that always be free set the thing is he, he he had a tra- tantrum over just being bought off as a sub it's it's not like he just made a mistake for a goal or something. You saw Sanson against United when he made the mistake for the second goal, kicked the water bottle and stuff like that. But that was because he made a mistake. That was how everyone in the stadium, bar the away fans, were feeling. Mm-hmm. But just coming off as a sub, it's ridiculous. It it really is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I think he, I think it's probably a frustration because obviously he's not a first name in the team team sheet kind of player as a Sanson. And uh, mm. he kind of knows his chances. He needs to perform. The thing is, he had a fantastic game as well. Besides that, that. The point I was going to make is probably like the cherry on top because he's got to be a bit in front mm. of him, isn't he? You know, he knows John McGinn's going to come back and it's going to be hard to get into that, that free in midfield, you know, where Douglas Ruiz and obviously young Ramsey that's having a you know, fantastic run under Gerrard. I think he's a player mm. that really suits the Gerrard system as well. Yeah. Like a... Uh, if I was comparing him to his Rangers side, he's, he's very much like a, a Glenn Kamara kind of, or Joe Aribo sort of side, where it's kind of really box to box, really physical players that can do late yeah. runs and even even penetrating runs as well. Yeah, tremendous young player. Really, really impressed by him. And um, another Villa fan as well for us to get all over excited about. Yeah, <laughs> totally leaves you for City. That's going to do us for the. <laughs> that's going to do us. Anything before we finish up, boys? We've got to finish up. We've got a game in two minutes. Not for nah. me, mate, no. No, nah. no, no, right. no. Okay. No, that's going to finish. Um, thanks for listening, Trips. Go buy the T-shirts. Go buy the, the football shirts, sorry. They'll be dead with calm. Uh, until next time, cheer bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.